It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Lucy Bella-Earl, and I, Luke Cutforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslave will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research. After look, which... look, 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 I think Lucy's got a, uh, a joke she wants to tell. Lucy, do you want to tell a joke? No, I can't tell that joke. It's Go on, fine. Lucy, tell a joke. Tell a joke. And then okay. I'll carry on with my intro. Thanks for interrupting. <laughs> what did the pregnant woman say to the naughty, naughty fetus? What? Go to your womb. <laughs> <laughs> After which, we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Guys, welcome to a particularly nasal episode this week. Josh, both I and James are a mess. Is anyone else nasally in a mess? I can make myself. Please do. What would that sound like? <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Lucy lives on a farm and I feel like that's all she hears all day. <laughs> hey, Will's lovely. Don't be, don't be rude. Oh. <laughs> Last week, James, you started with the first story of the week. Can you please tell me how did your story perform on Twitter? My question. No. <laughs> My question last week was, is KSI a positive role model for young men? No. <laughs> and 83% of people said no. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Kind of easy, that one, isn't it? Well, hang on. Who <laughs> thought of that question? Who thought there was going to be much debate about that? Um, Who's that fucking genius? Honestly, Josh, I'm starting... I'm start, I don't think I know you anymore. It was me. <laughs> James, what did Twitter say? Freya said on Twitter, I don't think he has an obligation to do positive things just to educate his audience. You can't ask somebody to change just because they could influence people badly. It's it's more about educating the audience to know better. Do you know what? I really like when people on Twitter agree with me. <laughs> it's rare, well, you know, but it it's does very rare. Yeah. It's very Lucy, rare. how did your story perform? So I asked if payday loan companies are ethical, and 73% of people agreed with me and said no. Woo! Oh, I think you took that one quite personally, Just Lucy. as someone was agreeing with Josh, Twitter completely disagreed with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am actually surprised that 20% did agree with him. Um, that is a lot for Josh. 20%. No, it's not, guys. I, I, get, I get quite a few people well, on my side. And to be honest, actually, I'm, in the next I'm one. putting across the more p- controversial opinion as well. So and that's very brave. I have a harder you. job. Um, that, that sounded really... That was, <laughs> that was lovely, but condescending at the same time. I don't know how to take it. Yeah. Anyway, Francis on Twitter said, these companies are set up for short-term circumstances, which is why they're known as payday loans. Ooh, that bit of sass there. I can it, I think. Oh. Right, okay, I'm Freya and Francis, both of you, I, I stand this completely. <laughs> they say it's up to the customers to read the terms and conditions and make sure they understand them. Can't Yo, argue with that. Educate yourself. Wow. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. And Luke, 
That's my name. What was your? Oh wait, that's me. My story on Twitter was: Is stop and search an acceptable use of police force? Yours and was, we had yours was so divided. This we're week. very divided. Yes, yes was fifty two percent, and no was forty one percent, with seven percent saying other. Rosa said on Twitter: Stop and search rates are much higher in deprived communities and for ethnic minorities, which is something I kind of wanted to cover. We didn't get too much time to cover it last week, so this is really important. Zero tolerance policies decrease police trust into private areas and make people less likely to report serious crimes as they believe the police are against them. To best protect vulnerable communities, the level of policing must be tailored to the area to ensure people feel the police are there to help them. How did that fit in one tweet? I have no idea. Twitter's getting that was an really... essay. Thanks, thanks for the essay, Rosa. Anyway, to thanks, be Rosa. fair, I think that's a that's a brilliant statement. I, I don't know how much I agree with it without thinking about it a little bit more, but like, it, it does make sense as a default that if you yeah. take away someone's right they're going to trust you less so do you want to trust with the police force or do you want to enforce with it like that's the essential it's a, it's argument, a really good yeah. point yeah okay and james for the third week in a row can you please give us your story first thank you thank you so much my story this week comes from e-news and the headline is eminem's kamikaze features anti-gay slurs josh these are the three things you need to know the 45-year-old rapper dropped a surprise album last week, which includes a diss track where he calls fellow artist Tyler the Creator a faggot. Eminem's slur refers to multiple hints on Tyler's own album, Flower Boy, released in 2017, that he might be gay or bisexual. This isn't the first time Eminem has been called up on homophobic language, and many have argued the necessity for fans to call out rappers who weaponize the identities of others against them. However, Eminem has pushed back, saying those kind of words, when I came up battle rapping or whatever, I never equated those words with being gay. It was more like calling someone a bitch or a punk or an asshole. My question to you, Josh, is, is it okay for Eminem to use the word faggot? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. <laughs> um... I'm struggling with this one. I think it is because of the platform and because of his usage of the word and what he intends behind his meaning on it. And that coupled with his platform. So, yeah, I think it is okay for Eminem specifically to use it. For Eminem to use it? Yeah. I just, I don't understand why people are calling him out for using the word faggot, but they're okay with him saying the word bitch. Well, they're not necessarily. There are a lot of people who would say that's not okay. I've not seen this outcry for every single rapper who uses the word bitch over and over and over and over again. That's because... Well, I suppose, yes, but... It's rap. Words like this are used. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Eminem isn't an advocate for gay rights. He's not an advocate for any of that. His job is to literally be as controversial and diss someone in the most demeaning way he possibly can. So his usage of the word, to me, makes complete sense. Would I use the word? No. But does he use it? Yeah, and I think it's fine for well, him to do he so. Is, he may not be an advocate for gay rights, but he has said when asked about this that he is absolutely fine with people being gay, and that's not who he is. He's not a homophobe. No, he's and had so more pro-gay give, movements yeah, yeah, than he has if, anti-gay. If people give him feedback saying, we're people who, who who this word was used against, and it upsets us when you use it, and he's been doing it since 2000. He's doing this for 18 years. And he's, as far as I'm concerned, he's already clarified that he does not mean it in that way at all. But if he's that's not up, what the word means anymore, do you not think that he should just hurry up and just stop using it? No. If it's hurting people. Don't listen to him then. 
If you don't like it, you don't. He's an artist who's using it in a very specific way. In a very, don't listen to his music. If he's hurting you that much, if, you're obviously going to be bothered about the word bitch. You're going to be bothered about the boy honky whitey. You're going to be bothered about every sing, every other word that comes out okay, of his the mouth. Problem, the problem is that people, people who don't find it offensive, people who aren't gay, don't know. Will listen to it. Pick up on the words and then just start using it in real life when, you know, there's no choice to not listen. I mean, I think that's a bit condescending towards most people. Well, I'm children. not that heavily influenced. There will be children. Any, there any children. child that is listening to that kind of explicit content, it hasn't been raised well enough in my, in my personal opinion. When did you start that's listening to Eminem? I think I was about 16. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I yeah, just... In fact, I wasn't allowed to listen to Eminem at all until I was older. But if, say, for example, Eminem it gets a lot of, of stick because he is... The, the arguably the most successful rapper in the world and rap was started inside of the black community right and if, if Eminem was decided to use the n-word because it was used on the street where he grew up and it was used as a not necessarily a deliberately racial slur it was just used to mean you're a bad person like he's I've saying got, this word is why would that not be okay I have friends who I have white friends who grew up in very very black communities whose Black friends are absolutely fine with them saying the N-word. But he doesn't. But not everyone. And he, I assume, deliberately doesn't and wouldn't. I don't think he's going, oh, well, I just have never used that word and it's never been part of my life. I assume. I'm pretty sure he has used the word. Has he? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't listen to Eminem. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Eminem has used that word multiple times. Really? I don't think... Wow! I think that was a different controversy, though. Everyone can say everything. Everyone can say everything. People should just own up... People should just own slurs. People shouldn't be giving these slurs the power that they have because the the stigma behind these words is what was what gives it the power now exactly exactly but it's not ide- it's not realistic to go like, well everyone should just stop being offended by these words because people un- will, people are always going to be offended I'm uncomfortable saying the N-word. I don't say the N-word. I'm uncomfortable saying the F-word. I don't say the F-word in relation to this story. Oh, I mean, I do. I can... Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know whether to say it, whether to not say it anymore. I feel like by not saying it, I'm giving it more power. I'm keeping it as an issue. That's what I genuinely believe inside myself. And But I don't, out of this kind of... That's how I was brought up. It was like, you do not say that word. Yeah. At all. So one word I'm struggling with is the word gay. And when I was a kid... I used to say, oh my god, that's so gay, as in like that's so like uncool that's, or something yeah, like that. I think everyone did. My dad yes. had a very serious word I with did. me and was like, that's not okay, and then I never did it again. Oh, well, I didn't and realize it. It sounds until... like that's what Eminem's being given by the entire world, <laughs> and he's just carrying on. Well, no, it's M&M's not by the entire it. world. It's by bloody weekend Twitter warriors and some. Uh, some. It's some. By most, the, most news outlets as well. Well, if you let me finish. Yeah, and by some Dragons. magazines and some newspapers that are just clinging to a story that's going to do well. The album launched and went straight to number one with no promotion and no material prom- prom- promoing it. That's why people are jumping on this as much as they are. He's used that word consistently over multiple albums. He's used far worse, worse words. But uh, again, the, word, the use of the word bitch, are you going to make every rapper not use the word bitch? Or ho. Or ho. Or whore. Or I slut. Think for me... They're all very derogatory words. For me personally, I... Well, In fact, is it not more inclusive, and this is a bit of a paradox, is it not more inclusive that the gays that gay people have their own slur. Yes, but they use that. That, that is true, and that's, that's re, reclaiming of a slur. But Eminem's but not you know what I mean? White man. people have a slur, black people have a slur, straight people have slurs, women have slurs against them. If you become this thing that it's not okay to have any word that's negative towards you, gays can be bad, gays can be wrong, gays can be I'd, I'd also dissed say, as well. I don't, I don't understand. think that bitch as a word means, is referring to 
all women anywhere. It's referring to a certain type of derogatory term towards women who, towards like the women you think you own, which obviously is horrible, but faggot as a word is used to put down someone who's gay. That's it. Just the, the fact that they're gay. I've got a lyric from one of Eminem's old songs here. Uh, my words are like a dagger, like a jagged edge uh, that will stab you in the head, whether you're a fag or a les or a homosex, hermaph or transvest, pants or dressed, hate fags. That's the answer is a yes. Oh, right. Ooh. So that, so that, com- that, that was really in 2000. Goes ag- that, that goes against the idea that he's not using it as a homophobic slur. I, I just, I really don't think you can critique the guy. I mean, who, uh, I don't understand. Honestly, I don't understand how anyone goes to Eminem and then goes, oh my God, he just said that word. Like, I, I'd kind of, it'd be more weird for me if he didn't say it. So that's really interesting, Josh. So you're basically, well, what's interesting there is you're saying that Basically, the word shouldn't be used. Yet, you're okay with Eminem using it because of the... Con- I, I'm really he's, say, he's saying context matters. Context matters. So and he shouldn't use the word and, then. Intent and content matters. Of course it does. But also, he's trying to offend someone, so why wouldn't he use the word that offends them the most? So basically, what you're saying is, the problem we have is with what rap is about, not about the yes, use of that word. Yes, your problems with rap... <laughs> Okay, hundred percent. Rap is being mean. <laughs> rap we is don't being mean. Like your rap. problem isn't with Eminem; it's it's with rap. And yeah, I can see you have a deeper problem there. But I mean, nah, not going to happen. Especially not with Eminem. Like, yeah, no. All right. Well, you can let us know what you think in the polls over on Twitter at Educating Josh. It is time for the second story of the week. That's Lucy's story. So my headline comes from the BBC: Government proposes energy drinks ban for children. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. Research has previously suggested that UK youngsters are among the highest consumers of energy drinks in Europe. I know, shock. Shock. The drinks contain high levels of caffeine and sugar, often much more than those of standard soft drinks. Oh my god, I just love how this is coming across as if it's news. (laughs) Oh, oh well. Excessive consumption has been linked to a range of health issues in children, from obesity, tooth decay, headaches and sleep problems, to stomach aches and hyperactivity. Energy Drinks Europe, which represents drinks manufacturers, said a 250ml can of energy drink typically contained about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee, and as much sugar as that in juices and soft drinks. A spokesman added, For all ages, there are much greater contributors of caffeine and sugar in the diet than energy drinks. A sales ban is therefore arbitrary, discriminatory, and not effective. So, my question for you, Josh, is, should there be a ban on under-18s buying energy drinks? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. First of all, how is this a story? Why isn't this common knowledge? Well, it's a story. <laughs> I get this you. is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Like that second paragraph, excessive consumption has been linked to a range of health issues from obesity, tooth decay, headaches and sleep problems, hyperactivity. Of course it is. Like well, that, I mean, they have that word should requirements, be common they? They knowledge. Like, sure. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, the story is that we're trying, we're thinking you're banning it, not that energy drinks are bad yeah, for you. Everyone knows my that. God. It's like, um, second of all, um, I'm, I'm kind of split about this because I hate that there's like this whole like evil sugar corporation thing I do kind of believe in that side of stuff and how they're trying to keep it relevant and all this kind of shit but um, should there be a but no not at all they shouldn't okay <laughs> that was very decisive Josh thank you right now all of us need to attack him be, be fine. <laughs> Lucy what do you think me. Um, I I'm only okay with it being banned if we also ban coffee 
for under 18. Absolutely. Interesting. I mean, well, I mean coffee would testing. only coffee would only fix a caffeine issue, whereas this is because people don't need to put sugar in, ca- in coffee and they put their own amount of sugar in coffee. Whereas this is not targeting just caffeine. It's targeting um, caffeine and sugar and the size of the drinks, etc. If you're, if you're banning energy drinks on the basis of lowering caffeine and sugar, then you have to ban everything else. That's got high amounts of caffeine and high amounts yeah, of sugar. Yeah, I just think it's good. Whether it's both or either or. This isn't a nanny state. Like, we don't need to look after people this much. But it's also not, it's also not the same because I looked up how much caffeine is in an energy drink and I looked up how much caffeine is in a coffee and it's roughly the same amount of caffeine per 100 mil. However... When you drink an energy drink, you get a f- half a litre. Nobody drinks half a litre of coffee unless maybe you go to Starbucks and get one of the giant ones. In which case, I would agree. Having giant, ridiculous, big coffees for anyone under 18 should be banned in the same way as this. No, it shouldn't be banned. You're going to control what people drink. Well, I am in That's a world a where we control... Statement. I am in a no, world where we control it's, alcohol. It's self-control, we control control and if they're too young... No, we shouldn't control smoking. I think there being an age limit on smoking is... is Silly and people need a chance for their brains to develop before they can make the decision whether they, you know, consume something. Yeah, but it doesn't stop. That could co- cause and cancer. also, we're not controlling. We're only we're in, in this situation. We're only controlling people who are not yet able legally to control themselves. It's only up to eighteen. I'm not saying ban it from everyone. I'm just saying until you're eighteen years you're old. You're not saying it. I just love the way well, they, neither, neither are they. they won't be able to buy energy drinks, but they can get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it just, it's it, just people. I, I don't understand. I, just, I agree I don't with understand you in an why it's even a thing. People should be able to control themselves and not be idiots. Like, yes, I fully agree with you on that. Yes. But, but these are, are, in many cases, they're children. And we do accept that children don't necessarily make the best decisions for themselves in the long run, which is why they're children and we're adults and we learn and read things and, and change our minds and why we have parents. We don't go out and go, like, well, we'll just put our 13-year-old on the street and no, it can okay. bend for itself because it's, it's an adult. Okay, well, it's not on the street. It doesn't have, you don't have money unless you have a part-time job or your parents give you money. If a parent's deciding to give their children money and have pocket money, they're obviously deciding to trust what they buy with it. I, I, it, it has to be self-policed. I don't understand. Uh, control over something as silly as this is just ridiculous. I mean... I just, I, I just don't get it. I just think it's a waste of time and energy and the fact that... Well, uh, we'll have some energy oh, drinks well, then. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, I must say that when I was a teenager, um, I found... Yeah, when I was doing my A-levels, um, energy drinks formed a big part of my cramming routines for my really? A-levels. You're yeah. very... I think you were probably... I would have expected a, the opposite of you. You were probably a more self-controlled child, though. I know a lot... Of, I, well, I did know a lot of kids growing up who were addicted to this stuff I was about to say is that a thing in the UK as well because in Australia energy drinks were cool yes to buy yes, and to drink exactly. at school every day and, and people would come in people, kids market. would come in with like three cans of energy drink and drink them all in the day and Josh and I were talking recently about there's a is it Monster Energy that market to kids at mm-hmm. music festivals by oh, giving oh this is really funny a friend of ours is absolutely teetotal no drugs no alcohol no energy drinks they're the healthiest person I know he was on tour in America and I saw him with a can of Monster in his hand. I was like, what the hell has happened to this person? <laughs> and then a friend of mine turned around and went, well, actually, Monster on Vans Warp Tour sponsor the event and there are these Monster cans that are water. Has water so they yeah. give out water to the band members on stage so it looks like they're drinking Monster Energy. 
and actually oh, they're, they're drinking, drinking water. water. Now that's manipulative and disgusting, that in my opinion. Really <laughs> I hate that. I think it's manipulative and disgusting and brilliant. Like, I am so <laughs> proud of that marketing Yeah, person. it's very clear. How about then, Josh, if we were to stop marketing energy drinks to kids? That was literally my point. So I are think we that, marketing them to kids? I think that well, it's, we are if we're doing it at music festivals. Mm, I, think festivals it, I, think it's, I think it's less that. I think not all of them. Not, I, not think that it's, I think that it's... Um, so the same way that fast food and energy drinks are banned on kids' TV, I think you should choose the platform. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be, um, you know, like the same way we've taken it, cigarette packets being attractive and made to look, sure. you know, appealing. Mm-hmm. They're bright colours, they're children colours, they're vibrant, they're made to look appealing to, mm. to kids a lot of the time. Monster Energy and stuff like that are made to look hip and cool. Or like edgy. Did you just say hip? Hip. Lucy, we just had a whole story about rap from us four. I think Josh saying hip is not a shock at this point. I mean, I, I just, it, it, was, it is the, the, the most uncool thing I've ever said, yeah. Hip. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I could kind of agree with that. Like, stop making it attractive to kids. But why? But banning them is But just, why is that a different thing? Because... If you're, imposing, if you're imposing a regulation on a company who's making a perfectly legal product... Because then you have to ban the amount of sugar in cereals oh, and... and, and so there is, there's such a huge thing to... St- and maybe then what you're arguing is the amount of sugar in things, which is ridiculous, which I agree with. I think at the manufacturing level, there should be some control over how much sugar can go... So, for example, I don't think people take into account how much people eat certain things but again like some self-control like I I don't want to be a babied nation or a babied world everyone needs to wake the fuck up themselves and have some self-control I agree with you all I was saying was in a world where we just because it's not realistic doesn't mean you give the control to someone else that is literally like an I that is a that you're taking away from a democracy then you're literally Mm -hmm. saying you want control over people because it's the better way of being. Just like, on the packaging thing, before we go away from that, by saying don't do this, I automatically think I want to do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, don't touch that. I will touch it. What parents are sat there going, yes, I agree. They should ban sugary drinks because well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> a lot, apparently. <laughs> Who's not doing their job? <laughs> like, just, you know, if you... Okay, yeah, okay. A kid may find a way of getting one. They're around at a friend's house or they're at a party or they get one at school or they borrow some money from someone and they have one. Who gives a... Who cares? Do you, do you know what I mean? If they have the odd one because they're cheating the system or whatever, fine. But in general, if you're not allowed to consume it, you don't. Like, I wasn't allowed sweets growing up. I wasn't allowed... I was allowed some chocolate sometimes at parties I used to do that embarrassing thing I don't know if anyone else had to experience this where you know when people's it was people's birthdays at school and they gave out lollipops I had to be that little kid that was like sorry I'm not allowed hard oh, sweets and sugar boy. and things like that oh no yeah because that's how I was brought up so I think I'm sorry bring your kids up better don't do that let the government do it I for agree you. with you I just take issue with the fact that you're saying that the solution instead is to make the packaging less attractive but also that people need to gain some self-control because surely that's the opposite argument. If people need to gain some self-control, they need to self-control with flashy packaging versus bland packaging. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes. I was just giving an alternative. Right, okay. Like right, right, a way right. of going, well, they could do this. In conclusion, people are useless and need to have, have some self-control. self-control. I kind of agree with you. I just Capitalism think... Capitalism wins again. In a, in a situation where we're in a culture that does ban certain things, then we should ban all the bad things. Well, capitalism does win because we have no self-control. <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't... I hate people that sit there and go, oh, capitalism, I hate these companies that are making money off kids having sugar, but don't do anything about it themselves. Like... Again, I think it's more about education. The government shouldn't ban them. You should be educated from a young age about how dangerous it is, how unhealthy it is, what's a reasonable amount of sugar to have on a daily... I remember when I actually found out, I I think I was about 22, 23, when I realized the amount of sugar in a teaspoon compared to the milligrams of sugar on various um, packets of food and various Mm -hmm. different fooding items, Mm -hmm. and actually put two and two and two together and went wow, that's a lot of sugar in that. Mm. I didn't expect that. Or, wow, that's mm. a lot of sugar in I was like, I, you know, I'd never really been taught it. It's so. Education is the key. And you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That is my story. Josh, my story comes from Sky News, and it is that French schools ban mobile phones as parents say the UK should be next. It's another banning story. We just love talking about banning things. (laughs) Banning words, banning drinks, and banning phones. I am, however, quite quite confident that we'll convince Josh on this one if he's not already of the opinion. You know, I I think I have a problem with control, guys. You do. Do you? I haven't noticed. Are the three things that you need to know? (laughs) Mobile phones have been banned for primary schools and middle schools in France amid a government drive to improve focus and prevent online bullying. The government passed a law banning their use during the school day with exceptions for disabled children and in case of an emergency. French Education Minister Jean-Michel Blanquer <laughs> <Sorry, what? laughs> said the law aims to prevent thefts and violence, reduce bullying and improve focus in lessons as well as communication between pupils. However... Children are growing up in a world dominated by smartphones. Some argue that instead of keeping this significant societal change outside of school, we are better off educating students in school about the benefits and risks of smartphone use. This includes teaching children about digital and cyber bullying and its harmful effects and how to responsibly use various social media platforms that are accessible from smartphones. My question for you is, should schools ban mobile phones? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I mean, just repeat the third paragraph, and okay. that's my opinion. What? <laughs> However, children are growing up in a world dominated by... Oh, my gosh! Okay, so your opinion is... Literally, but- this includes teaching children about digital and cyberbullying and its harmful effects and how to uh-huh. responsibly use their education. education. Use social media platforms that are accessible from their smartphones. Like, <sighs> Wait, so we should be teaching Facebook in school, then? Yes. No! Are you kidding me? No! 
Why no? Not What's Facebook, more relevant? Facebook your, is a private company. Time, it should not When have... is the last time you used algebra and when's the last time you used Facebook? I because algebra is about developing the way your brain I is made. I guarantee you. Yeah, okay. okay. Can you imagine in, in like 10 years time like I've got a GCSE in Facebook and they're like what's <laughs> that? And it's like oh it was this thing. Oh it was this thing ages ago. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, I can't imagine that. And oh, I think that you're kind of terrifying. silly for laughing at that. That is disgusting. I think that's a very ignorant view to th- no, not think not. that that's going to happen. I was that means that the government is paying to improve Facebook and Google no, and Twitter's grasp over society. Of course, it's not going to be a physical thing. Of mm. it's not going to be Facebook, but social media has got to be taught in schools. So I, well, I'm not saying a GCSE. No, of course media. not. I know, I'm saying I know. integrate it into like the PSHE or, or the social personal social health. Um, classes or whatever they're called nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I think from a lot of people and more people than is than that, it's it's important and it's relevant. But I agree with you there. Do you really teach think... them that? Teach them taxes. Uh, yeah, teach obviously them it's finance, not going to be Facebook. Teach but, them uh, cooking. Do you just need to be an essential skills. Do you all think there? that? Social media should be taught in schools. Yes. How to use not, it not, properly. Yeah. Re- how do you, okay, how do you... Internet safety needs to be taught. Really? Internet safety, being online, like, of course. Okay, that's weird, because for me, I'm in a sort of unique position in this, because I started social media when I was 15, and I've never used it as an individual person. I've only ever used it as a job. And for me, that is great. I love that, because I feel like I've not got sucked into this sort of really scary, dopamine-driven, addictive thing. Mm-hmm. And I see, while social media has some good parts... I don't think it needs to be taught in schools and a lot of the parts that you would teach in schools are the negative parts. Now, I agree with you that it's so addictive that maybe we need to warn against the, the, the bad things about it. But the idea of using it as of teaching how to use social media seems to me... Not how to no, use the social media platforms, it. how internet think, safety in general. Yeah, well, right, internet safety, yes, but that I already is taught in schools. That school. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is in schools. Um, so safety. I had a really bad internet, like social media addiction. I I got that dopamine kick, and the only thing that cured me from it was actually starting to work on social media. And now I hate social <laughs> That's media. That's weird. Um, but it does need to be taught. If I was taught about that little thrill that you get from a notification at school, mm-hmm. I maybe would have been more aware. Of what's about, happening. Yeah, of everything that's kicking in. That's that very true. Through. Yeah, that's very, very true. And it's about how to use it responsibly. Like, and and the, the age and the world that we live in, it's not teaching them how to use social media. Here, open the app, make a username, log in here. Like, that's not what's being suggested. <laughs> it's how to monetize it, something. It, it's how to be, <laughs> how the fact that, you know, teaching kids that, well, actually... Uh, your Facebook, your Twitter are accessible by future employers that they mm. can see the kind of things that you're talking about and that yeah. you're tweeting. Show them some case studies of people who've lost jobs from it. Yeah, exactly. And show them the harm that some of their tweets can have when they start bullying people, like the, the stories that have happened. And, and do you know what I mean? Like that's what's meant by teaching social media. It's not like, lit- I think you were taking it quite literally there in, in being right. like teaching how to use it. It's not. It's the it's how to use it responsibly, the dangers. Mm-hmm. You know, people... I think a lot of people see a, a Twitter photo and an amount of followers and you don't have to be that intelligent to trick someone into thinking you're real when you're not, like catfishing, things like that. The whole idea of, you know, you have no idea who this person is on the internet. Okay, well, the central question we're asking here, I, I kind of, I think you've convinced me on that, but the central question we're asking here is whether we ban them from schools. And for me, the majority well, I mean, I of the, the things... can do what they want. Majority, well, but is whether we legislate that on a, on a countrywide level, because the majority of the time, most of the functions that your phone does, you don't actually need within a school day. And the school day is carved out of, well, your, is of the, the rest of your day to 
basically learn and be social with people in the real world and be a human being, you can go and do your internet stuff the rest of the day. You finish at 3 okay, p.m. Okay, so I have, an, I have an issue with schools in that I think they're kind of... It's important to educate people, but the way we do that is is interesting. It's almost militant. So uniforms, lining up... Um, this the, the whole the, the, there's a the thing register. about the reg you know things like this it's, it's, well that makes sense it's like has anyone died in the last time I, <laughs> I know. The last time I, is anyone has missing any, is anyone missing has anyone died since the last time I looked around the room to let the authorities so but like I, I I don't again I think we're taught very early on to listen to authority <laughs> Um, which is kind of I don't know I think yeah, schools should be more to that about is not to bring a phone in. And, so I think, I agree I agree that the school no, system I'm not is saying mess. I'm not just, saying that the solution of that is to bring your phone and I'm just saying it's just another form of control I don't know it's like I, I, I get that I mean schools have some ridiculous rules anyway they don't like purple hair you can't express yourself in some schools like it, I, I, I think mobile phones are banned in a lot of schools they anyway. They sometimes even check your lunch. But anyway. Um, <laughs> what school did you go to? <laughs> what were people smuggling in their lunches? Oh, no, generally parents can get told off for schools not being, uh, lunches not, not being, being nutritious enough. enough. Not being good what? enough. Oh, I think fair enough. Like uh, if the yeah. kid brings in a bad lunch and it's full of rubbish, then fair enough. We tell come the from two off. different worlds. Um, I think that, so um, I think that mobile phones are an essential part of teen social life now. yeah and i think that you know i remember always texting my mum trying to organize my pickup and it would have been so difficult to do that without the phone i think have a box yeah and i'm ban sp- them for lessons but between classes and before and after you need your phone it's a matter of safety we had a box everyone in, in your life around you has a phone you need one too to be in contact with them absolutely we imagine, had a box imagine in my the school. first the first kid that's abducted because they didn't have a phone to get home or ring their mum. sure okay home. well then what if another because uh, the I point i was going to bring up is that if you're going to ban anything ban smartphones and that's what I was going to say is the thought I thought initially was well what if you had either the option of um, bringing in a dumb phone or having Who's a situation these dumb phones or having a situation where you can bring your phone in but your f- school or your parents can lock every feature other than the essential phoning in an emergency mm. because that's the initial first argument is what if there's an emergency well the parents have phones and the school has phones the and point the point yes, okay, the they're point, all gone no I'm sorry I'm sorry but the point of school isn't to force like isn't to control entirely it is to teach ideals and and to recognize something if if a kid is at a point where they can't listen to the basic rule of don't use your phone during a lesson that kid needs more work that kid needs i think every kid did that at some point no of course not i was told don't use your phone in class i didn't i'd use it on my lunch break i'd text my mum. how are you i'd text my brother on the desk Huh? Ever. You would never text under the desk. No. And this really? was Ari. And oh, Ari was a bunch of rubbish. <laughs> so I went to a girls' school for a little bit. The girls who then went to mixed sixth forms or mixed universities then went absolutely bananas with the with the boys there. Bananas. <laughs> because absolutely bananas. <laughs> I mean, I mean I this, is really, this is a really... And I though. fear that banning phones, you know, when they leave, they're just going to be bananas as well. <laughs> oh, God. Not bananas. No, no, no. I do agree with you. Banana um, phone. You know, people are going to then have this thing that they were never allowed, and then they're going to use it too much, and this whole moderation is not going to be there for them. Yeah, they I, haven't I, learned how to be in everyday life with a mobile phone that you probably want to use all the time, but can't. All right. Well, you can let us know what you think over in our polls on Twitter at Educating Josh. It is time for the quick fire round. Josh, kids can now get into Fortnite dance lessons in order to learn moves such as the floss and the orange justice. Has Fortnite gone for, 
Has Fortnite gone too far, or is this a great way to get kids active? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. I agree. Get kids dancing. Fantastic. A shop in Kuwait has been caught sticking googly eyes on fish to make them look more fresh than they are. Should supermarkets be allowed to make produce look fresher than it actually is? Do you want to see a picture of this, Josh? I've seen it. We we covered it on the radio this morning. Oh, really? (laughs) I've already seen it. Yeah, it's hilarious. And no, they can't. They should be able to do that. It's so funny. Googly eyes on fish. It's like abusing a dead body. Did you see see it when the googly eye fell off? No. Oh my god, have you seen the actual eye? No. Oh my god, it's terrifying. Hold on. The average Brit does just 12 good deeds a month, three of which are in the hope of getting something good in return, according to a study. Is it okay to do a good deed in the hope of having a favour returned? Who has calculated this? <laughs> a study, Josh. And how? A study. How and who? <laughs> and stop doing that and work on curing cancer instead, because you have a lot of free stop time. Stop that right now. Yes, yeah, stop it. Do something else. <laughs> and the good news story of the week, a hero milkman performs random acts milkman? of kindness on milk grounds. Milkman? He's returned pets and laptops and even chased thieves whilst on his round. So hopefully he's well, not doing actually, that. Well, actually, hang on, wait. A bit of a PSA here. He is not a trained police officer and should not be pursuing criminals. That is naughty. But he's a Milkman. Vigilante justice. Yes, exactly. That is hey, vigilante come, justice. Hey, come sorry, milk up them. Naughty <laughs> boy. And also, I very much hope he's not doing that just to get a good a good favour in return. Oh, dear. All right, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more stories for next week's Quick Fire Round. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, What is a kamikaze? Because I thought it was a sex act. Um, no. Lucy, every week without <laughs> fail. Yeah. Lucy, every oh, no, week. Let's be cocky. Okay. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.